Southern trees bear strange fruit, Billie Holiday crooned in the 1950s. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. A haunting song about lynching, about the systematic murder of black people. It's a song that still res resonates today. Murderer and former po policeman, Derek Chauvin was convicted on Tuesday. He crushed the life out of George Floyd, a black man, a year ago while arresting him. It seems like conviction should be good news, justice for George Floyd. But all I could think was, thank God, thank God, thank God George Floyd's murderer will be held accountable when so often these injustices are shrugged off by our legal system. But conviction doesn't bring George Floyd back. Accountability is not justice. And it didn't change the system to prevent the deaths of Dante Wright, Adam Toledo, or Micaiah Bryant in the last few weeks. 13-year-old Adam Toledo was killed in March by the police. Dante Wright, a 20-year-old man, only two years out of childhood, was killed this week by the police. Micaiah Bryant was 16 and killed this week by the police. For now, their stories are crude, two-dimensional sketches about how they died, and not the full chronicle of the short, three-dimensional lives they lived. They are now part of a long, macabre list of people who died violently at state hands. And I want to understand what caused Adam, Micaiah, and Dante to be victims of lethal force when I have seen so many scary white people taken safely into custody. My brain cannot make sense of the juxtaposition of seeing armed police gently guide the heads of white mass murderers into the backseat of police cars while black children bleed out in the street. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. What was going on? How did this ending begin? There has to be something, right? There has to be reason in all of this. I want there to be something on the body cam video that makes me say to myself that the only option was lethal force because I want to believe that the police who are safe for me and for people with my skin tone are safe for everyone. But this is not what I see. And I didn't see it last year when I saw the video of George Floyd dying slowly with his, fa with his face mashed into the pavement under the knee of a policeman. Black and brown people dying at state hands is not a new phenomenon. From the beginning of this country, settlers, the nice word we use for the men on our money, came to North America and killed the people who lived here to take their land. And those same settlers killed, enslaved, brutalized, and murdered dark-skinned people to build a nation on the land they stole. 
In the 1800s, slaves were freed, but what is freedom without rights? We are a nation built on oppression, but it is not simply a long ago origin story, story repented of and forgotten about. Old and new stories of abuse, injustice, and hatred persist. Yet statistics, science, and anecdotes could not prove what dominant culture did not want to believe. But video of a man, so many men and women dying under flashing red and blue lights and surrounded by uniformed police is too much to ignore. I want to do something. I want to have good words to say, some way to fix it without burning it all down. And sometimes I want to burn it all down and start from scratch because I can't imagine how we make this system right when it has been wrong since its beginning. I don't quite know what my place is, where to go or how, and it's paralyzing, to be honest. But I follow a man who understood systematic oppression, who used his privilege to fight for others. Jesus listened to people and let them speak truth in their own words. He looked people in the eye and saw them for who they were. He miraculously healed with the power of the Spirit and with the power of love and relationship. Jesus offered his undefended heart and changed the world. In the midst of immobilizing sorrow and grief, when I am convicted by my hashtags and inaction, I hear the Holy Spirit whisper, pray. Pray, it's what Jesus did. Pray, listen with an unguarded heart and give the dignity of being fully present. We can heal by meeting people just as they are and not assuming or empathizing a story that is not their own. But listening means risking brokenheartedness. There is danger in glimpsing the experiences of the wounded in risking the knowledge that I may have caused pain and sorrow, that I have complicity in a system that gives me so much privilege and takes the very lives of people with less. In knowing that those in power are wounded as well because racism breaks us all down. The life Derek Chauvin imagined for himself is gone now and his future is ruined and stuck in a cage. Pray and listen. Know that God is with us as we tell the broken stories of the world created on our behalf, which we build on still. The strength of God can heal broken hearts that we pretend or don't know we have. But if we want to get there sooner, prayer is the first step. We know that Jesus was not on the side of power. He was not delicate or gentle with the feelings of the oppressors. He spoke truth to power even when it caused his death. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, he said. Jesus promised that he knew his own sheep 
that there were other sheep who did not belong to the fold and that he would bring them in also because the good shepherd would leave the 99 to find the one who was lost. Jesus was there with George Floyd. Jesus was there in the last aching moments of Breonna Taylor, Rayshard Brooks, Philando Castile, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Freddie Gray, Dante Wright, Adam Toledo, Micaiah Bryant, all of them and all the others. And Jesus was there with Derek Chauvin, with those in uniforms and military weapons, pleading with their better natures, hoping the best for them too. The Spirit always wants what is best for us. Jesus calls us the sheep of God's fold to come home, to protect one another, to listen with unguarded hearts, to speak with the tongue of justice. Because when the church speaks justice, the people know its name, the people know its voice. People see its green pastures and still waters, and they fight, find their way to the right path. We are all ready for goodness and mercy to be our companions. This is what we can do. We can pray and listen. Fear no evil. Trust the good shepherd to guide us through the valley of the shadow of death where strange fruit hangs from poplar trees. Jesus laid down his life for us. Let us no longer be scattered by sin, but gathered in love to speak with the voice of justice, one flock and one shepherd. <laughs>